Welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. I'm your host, Phil Leonard. Long before flaxseed was considered as the nutritional powerhouse that it is today, it was primarily used to create linen and fabric. The flaxseeds of today can be found more commonly in the supermarket on just about every shelf with number of nutritional benefits that it can provide to us. It may help us with breast cancer, may help us with digestion, weight loss, may help with sensitive skin, and of course, heart health. With me today to talk about all things flaxseed is Mary Ekman and Julie Faber, two of the three sisters who own Manitoba Milling Company. Mary and Julie, welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you for having us. So first up, tell me about the company. Three sisters, you guys get along? Most of the time. <laughs> um, this is Julie. Um, yeah, so we're actually, it's, it's not just us as well, to make it even a little bit more complicated. We also work with our parents, um, and then our brother runs the farm. So we are all one big, mostly happy family. Um, so the company, kind of um, to start at the very beginning, um, our ancestors started farming in Western Manitoba, Canada in the late 1800s. Um, fast forward a century, and it was my dad's farm. And my dad is one of those really kind of funny people. He's not your stereotypical farmer. He's a bit of a, a science geek. So he'd been reading up on the health benefits of flax and was absolutely astounded that he wasn't finding it in every food everywhere. Now, in the 1980s, as you may or may not know, people really didn't know that you could even eat flax. So um, my mom started making flax bread um, in our farmhouse kitchen and selling it at local farmers markets. And that just took off. Um, after the first year of doing that, people wanted to know where they could get it in the off season. So she started in stores. And eventually she ran up against the roadblock of being based um, in a small farming town in Western Manitoba, trying to sell a perishable product. It just doesn't really work. So what they ended up doing was starting a flax mill. Um, it started in our garage, moved to a barn, eventually grew into a decent sized company. Um, and today, our milled flax, which is sold by my parents' company, Pizzy Ingredients, is found in almost every supermarket in the United States and Canada. You can find it in everything from pet food to bread um, and in smoothies as well, which you'd find in the cooler. And then in about 2016, my, this is my sister Mary, who had a background working for um, other food companies in the US, really thought that we should take product uh, retail. Um, what had happened was that we had spoken to a lot of the bigger companies that sell flaxseed right now. And we said, you know, you've got a good product out there. It's very healthy, um, but it's pretty coarsely milled um, and it doesn't always taste the greatest. And we don't really know if people, that's really what people should be getting. You know, you should, really should be using this very finely milled flax that we make. And nobody was really terribly interested in doing that. So we decided we'd do it ourselves. So we started selling on Amazon and Fast forward to today, Mary can tell you a little bit more about this later, but we're selling milled flax, and then we also have flax milk. So it's been quite a journey for our family. And a great success story. Thank you. No, th th this is fabulous. This is the kind of stories that you know consumers and retail dietitians and everybody wants to hear because of the credibility and, and the transparency, and this is what we need in our food supply. Uh, Mary, you know, if, if you had to look at one point of this journey of, of what you're doing, especially with your background, uh, what would you have done differently? 
That's an excellent question. I, I could probably give you a list of about 50 things on a daily basis that I look back and think, oh, man, we should have thought about this or done that. But you know what? Overall, it's it, I, I think we're right where we want to be. We're right where we had hoped to be. Um, watching a number of products from large food manufacturers that I've worked with scale up from infancy all the way through the food development cycle or, or the product development cycle to the point where they're on the store shelf. I, I've, I've seen that. I've seen the work that goes into it. I, I, I knew um, even taking something as simple as flaxseed, which many people are aware of and aware of its health benefits, and getting it on a store shelf was going to be a challenge. Um, there's always things that I think looking back we might think about doing a bit differently or approaching a bit differently, but all in all, we've been very happy with where we are. It's been a lot of extremely hard work, and I think that's almost maybe which makes us even more grateful for where we are. It's it's not come easy. Not that we wouldn't like it to be easier some days, but overall, I, I think we're really where we want to be, and we feel really good about where, what, where we're at and what we're selling. We believe in the product, and we do have the unique um, perspective of having grown up on a flax farm. That's where we have both started. We, we've worked. I've driven a tractor. I've planted it. I've, you know, seeing the entire process from beginning to end gives us a very unique perspective, and I think gives us more. Um, just a, a feeling of ownership and, and a feeling of accomplishment when we see it on the store shelf. So I'd like to take a step back. And, and this, I'm not sure who's the right person uh, to answer this question, so I'll leave it to the two of you. Uh, let's head to the farm. How is flaxseed actually harvested? So I'll start actually at the beginning of, of when flax is planted. So flaxseed is planted um, in and around May of the year and it takes about 45 days before the beautiful blue flowers that flax is known for appear. Um, and those will stay in place for about two weeks to as long as even sometimes it's close to a month. So then harvesting will take place um, in and around September or October of every year. Um, flax is a fairly hardy crop um, and so it's often one of the last crops that comes off the field. Um, it's harvested with very large equipment, um, usually run by one operator. Um, it's a big piece of equipment called a combine, and it cuts off the plant, threshes it. Um, the seeds fall into a hopper in the combine, and then they go into a truck, and then the truck brings it to a farm, usually where it's held, um, until it is brought to a mill. So that may either be, for example, our brother's farm, or our cousin's farm or someone else down the road. Um, and then it comes to our plant um, where we clean it and mill it. So I, I hope, you know, when you're dealing with your brother, you give him a break. <laughs> our, our brother can take care of himself. He is a good businessman. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's, let's get back to Manitoba. What makes your flaxseed and your flax milk so unique? You know, it was mentioned before um, that you had a finer grain and you were talking to other people, but, you know, didn't, didn't resonate with them so you decide to do it yourself is that the only unique part of it or is there something more yeah so we have as you mentioned a very very finely milled product it was actually developed about 15 years ago specifically for use in the beverage industry 
since we've been supplying flaxseed to food and beverage, uh, beverage manufacturers for going on 30 plus years now, we we found this opportunity to uh, put flaxseed in beverages. And in order to do that, it needed to be a very, very finely milled product so that it would go in smoothly, not necessarily dissolve in the beverage, but still suspend enough that people were still um, interested in, 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 in taking it in that way. So our, our product is extremely finely milled. We also put it through a, a mild heat treatment process, which there's two two reasons that's done. One is for food safety, um, even though you know flaxseed is not a a risky product at all um, for consumption. However, it is a raw agricultural product, and because we recognize that most people are taking it, or many people are taking it and just directly consuming it versus baking with it or cooking with it. We felt like we needed to add an extra level of, of safety to that. Um, but almost more importantly and more, more interestingly, I guess I would say, our, our mild heat treatment also gives it a very nice, um, neutral, slightly toasted flavor. So our flaxseed not only is a very, very smooth, velvety texture, I guess would be the best way to describe it, it also has a very mild, uh, slightly nutty, very fresh taste to it. And that's um, what makes it very easy for, for people to use and use on a daily basis. It, it, it's palatable, it, it blends in well, and it, it, it tastes really good. So consumers have fallen in love with alternative milks. Um, no question about it. We're seeing more people, uh, more controversy over using the word milk uh, by the dairy industry as they keep on seeing their sales decline and alternative milk sales continue to rise. So tell me about you know your flax milk. When did you launch it? What made you want to create it? Um, give me the 101 about Manitoba flax milk. Yeah, so about three years ago, um, Julie and I were walking around a trade show, and it just hit me. It's like, man alive, you know, I've, I've thought of this before, but really, seriously, someone needs to launch a flax milk. As you mentioned, there's so many other dairy alternatives, and many of them are fantastic products. But we did see a little bit of a gap um, from a nutritional standpoint. Flaxseed has so much to offer the ALA omega-3, the fiber, the protein, the lignan antioxidants. So Nobody else at that point was doing it. Uh, this was about three years ago, maybe coming on four. And there, there was one since that time of discussion that was launched. However, it was launched with just flax oil. So we really saw an opportunity for a, a dairy, an, a, another dairy alternative beverage that wasn't just a dairy alternative, but was also a very, very nutritious product. So we we went at it um, with the plan of putting not just a sprinkling of flax or, or flax powder or flax oil in it. We wanted to put enough in it that people could actually use it as their means to get flaxseed. And typically, people take about two tablespoons of flaxseed per day. That's kind of become the the, the norm. Um, so we wanted to put at least that amount in one serving of flax milk, so that people could use it as their way to get flaxseed on a daily basis. It could be used almost as, you know, just a, not only a dairy alternative, but a vehicle to um, get their daily flaxseed consumption. So that's what we set out to do. And that's, that, that's where we are now. We've got three different flavors, a unsweetened original, a vanilla and a chocolate uh, version, which give you two tablespoons or 15 grams of flaxseed per one cup serving. So, 
who's in charge of sales, Mary or Julie? We both kind of fight over it. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't say fight over it. We, we, yeah, we, we both kind of go about it. Uh, Julie's, of course, on the East Coast. I'm more in the, the central U.S., so there's a lot of ground to cover. And, of course, our roots are in Canada, so that's also been a main focus for us as well. So I'm going to ask Julie first, and, and then, Mary, I'll come back to you. Um, so you go into supermarket buyers' offices, and uh, especially on the East Coast, which is not necessarily known for the healthiest offerings, unlike the West Coast. Um, you know, so you're sitting down to the supermarket buyer and you're saying, hey, you know, I want you to carry my flax milk. What do they say? Why? <laughs> um, okay. And so we tell them, you know, as you know, dairy alternatives are growing. Um, but this is not just a Me Too product. As Mary mentioned, this is a very healthy product. Um, this is a product where we are seeing great response, um, especially in Canada, um, where we've had a bigger launch. Um, and another thing that we do um, is we talk a lot to the dietitians. Um, they really, I would say that retail dietitians, in-store dietitians have been an amazing resource for us um, because they have a vested interest in ensuring that the shopper has access to healthy foods. So working with the dietitian, um, we'll say, you know, you have three almond milks. They might be delicious almond milks, but they're kind of, but also loaded with sugar. Loaded with sugar. In most and they're more or less, loaded. it's more or less just water that tastes like almonds. And to Mary's point, our flax milk actually contains flax and it contains a lot of flax and it is very smooth and creamy but it's not filtered so this is not water that tastes like flax that has a sprinkling of vitamins and minerals this is actually milled flaxseed um so it helps a lot to have the dietitian on board um and then it just becomes a matter of finding space obviously and what kind of challenge is that for you that can certainly be a bit of a challenge. I think it depends on the market where we are. We've certainly found it's been a little bit easier in Canada because Canadians are amazing people who are super proud of other Canadians. So um, <laughs> we definitely get a boost there. So it's been, you know, honestly, a little bit more of a challenge down here. Yeah. But I will say, you know, there's still a great appetite out there for more milk alternatives. Um, it's this is not a trend that's going away anytime soon. So we're seeing a lot of interest in it. So Mary in, in the Midwest, uh, what's your sales pitch? Yeah, so it's it's very similar to what Julie just mentioned. We we do run up since this is a refrigerated product, you know, there were we're always um fighting for, for shelf space. I'm based in the tw in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, so we do have we we've got a very unique um grocery store um offering here. We've got a lot of co ops. A lot of natural food stores, and and I would every single one of them are interested and say yes, we like this product. We'd love to carry it. If if I was to name one thing that that's that's a bit of a hurdle, it's distribution. Since it is refrigerated, we can't do, or it's it's more difficult to do drop ship or direct deliveries. We we have to have a distributor sign on to take the product. So that that I guess has been. Um, if I was to name one hurdle, that would be it, getting a distributor to take it. Um, we've got a, as we're sitting right now, we we do have a nice little stack of stores, whether it's on the East Coast or here in Minneapolis, that are saying, yeah, we'll, we'll take it. You need to get with our distributor. So that would be probably our biggest hurdle at the moment. People are interested in it. They like the idea. They like the story. 
It's just getting it from A to B. Sure. So, Julie, you mentioned working with retail dietitians. Um, what advice do you have for a retail dietitian that sees a product like you know Manitoba that really wants it? Um, what advice do you have for them to be able to help you to get your product in the store? What would you like them to do? I would suggest that they look at their assortment and if they have three almond milks, maybe pick off the one that's the, the lowest performing. Um, that would be one example I would have. Um, another thing that I tell retail dietitians is that we are a brand that will support you. Um, we will support you with demos. We will support you with coupons, um, with flyers, with educating your, your clients. Um, and I think that helps a lot as well. I mean, I, pers- I can only do so much, obviously, but you know, I personally am involved in doing in-store festivals. And I think that that helps a lot. Um, that's really what has been successful for us. So have you seen, um, and bringing up a, a, you know, a rather controversial topic, but have you seen during the pandemic sales go up because of the increase of, of concern about health and immunity? We have seen sales go up overall. Um, I would say most markedly online. We aren't entirely sure at this point whether there was a lot of stocking up that was going on um, and whether this will eventually tail off um, or whether looking into the crystal ball, this is something that's going to continue. But yes, it's been very, very strange times for everyone. That is for sure. Absolutely. So if if people want to know more about Manitoba. Uh, give us your, your website and how to get in touch with you. So it's manitobaflax.com. You can find us on Instagram at Manitoba Milling, and that's M A N I T O B A for our non Canadian friends. <laughs> like me. Like me. <laughs> well, Julie and Mary, thank you so much for joining us and, and giving us the one on one on flaxseed and, and a great great success story and and all the best for you. Thank you. Thank you so much.